You're listening to Get the Skinny with your hosts, Brian Kilby and John DeLuna. This is Get the Skinny. Brian Kilby with me, as always, is the man, the myth, and the legend, Mr. John DeLuna. John, how is it going? Good. I think calling me a legend is implying I'm old, which we'll talk about soon or yeah. then later. Everything sooner rather than later now is <sighs> right. Let's get this. Yeah. Uh, let's get this show moving. Now I understand why old people are so cranky and impatient. Yeah, the age of waiting. Once that's once that's out the window, like it's kind of like hurry up and go. Yeah. So actually, let's let's talk about that. So I was sure. I was in Hardee's this weekend, and I try not to get a hard Hardee's, <laughs> but like I, I'm at the point. Like up until two years ago on my team at work, I was the youngest person. Now, like within two years, there, there's been a shift and I'm like right in the middle. And it's like I, at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm 37 and it's, I'm almost never, ever the youngest person where, wherever I'm at except at Hardee's. So I'm really, really inclined to go to Hardee's more often now, I think. Nice. How, how much younger are you than the – Regular Hardee's fan. Like most of the people at Hardee's, at least for breakfast, I mean, they're like in their 70s. That's like where people go. Like Hardee's, Hardee's is no longer a North Carolina company because it's owned by Carl's Juniors, but it was originally a North Carolina company. Uh, so I think it was kind of part of our DNA. And people, old people, maybe, but they were, maybe they did it when they were young and they just kept doing it, but they would go to Hardee's for breakfast and they get there like at, Four thirty or five o'clock, whenever they, whenever they open, it's like they stay there and read the newspaper. So I feel better about myself when I go to Hardee's. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. There's no shame in that. I do feel, I feel like those people must be just like nursing a cup of coffee, right? There's no way at that at that ripe old age they can survive most of what's on that menu. I know, and it's like Hardee's and Carl's Juniors, especially. Uh, they try to have like the most gut busting uh, menu possible. Like, I don't even know why they go. Like back in the day when they had like the big deluxe, and you you'd have a sausage biscuit or something. Uh, and I mean that made sense. But now there's like quadruple bacon, double cheeseburger, triple meat. You know, quadruple cheese. Um, you know, and throw some sour cream on there for good measure. Uh, it, it's kind of crazy. I, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like as I'm getting older, it's it, you've seen that meme where it's like you know you're getting old and you have to scroll to the year that you were born on a on a web form. Yeah, tell me about it. I am I am so to that point. It's like it's more things just pop up every day that remind me that I'm old. I went to the I went to get my hair cut this weekend, and I don't really think about it. But my hair was is so is getting so thin. It may be the mm. last haircut that I actually ever get. Because I've always, you know, for the longest time I've shaved my head, but I, I decided as of late, for you know, professional reasons and other reasons, I wanted to keep hair. But it's almost worked to the point where it's not worth it. There's always a uh, toupee. No, not going that route. No, no. You don't want to rock like you don't want to walk in one day and just look like 1989 Bobby Heenan in the office. No, that would <laughs> that would be pretty that sweet. Would be awesome. But but no, but like I I worry that I'm at the point now to where I I don't feel that I am, but back in the day, uh, like exercise and, uh, eating right and everything, I could, um, you know, drop weight, whatever, if I needed to, I don't know that it, it feels like it's any harder, but I definitely know, I definitely am feeling that if I don't keep my cardio up, that, uh, things that 
like moving things around, picking up stuff, walking upstairs. Uh, it, it's getting harder. Now, I was out at a at an outdoor concert this weekend, and it required some walking up hills. And I was with my wife and her family, and they were complaining that uh, you know the hill was getting a little difficult. I really wasn't having much of a problem with that, but when it comes to things like like I, I just moved into my house and I still got a lot of stuff I have to unpack, I am finding it I am finding it difficult moving stuff like up and down the stairs <clears throat> uh, from a from a cardio perspective, not like uh, an actual lifting it perspective. It's just getting harder, so I don't know. I just I think I'm definitely at a point where I need to pay extra careful attention to my health. Otherwise, you know, time is flying by so fast. It I, literally feels like, you know, the last three years have gone by in like the last four months. So I just need to be extra careful that I'm taking care of myself and doing all the right things. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think um, for me, my 30s have flown by. It's crazy. Yeah, unlike any, well, we Relatively speaking, you and I are still young. I mean, we've only lived through a few decades at this point, but still, the, the last this last decade has felt like nothing. And uh, we're just kind of breezing along. We're about to hit forty, about to smack right into uh, into the four zero. I'm with you though. I'm, I think in the last two years, I've started to feel aging in that like there's like a finite amount of energy in me every day which is um, kind of weird and, and something that you don't realize is, is happening to you until uh, you have like moments of when you sit down at, at a certain point in the day and realize like, like my tank's on empty, which, de- which doesn't happen like for the first, several, first, what, 25 years, I would say, of your life. Rarely. Yes, rarely do you like just, unless you did something like move to a different apartment or, or something crazy. You never like would sit down at the end of the day and just feel like, well, I'm 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 out. I'm out of energy. But uh, that is definitely starting to to happen. So I, I, I have to agree with that. I can literally only think of a handful of times, uh, like in my 20s and early 30s, when that happened. Uh, one, uh, we were volunteering for um, a school and helping build a playground. Uh, and it required a lot of lifting, like heavy lumber and and things like that. And it was an all day thing. And I remember getting home, and I was just so, just so beat. Um, but and I think one time when I helped a friend move, um, I, I moved like a, I don't know, into a like from a three thousand square foot house full of stuff to another house. Uh, furniture and everything. I was pretty darn tired. But after I moved uh, this year, you know, much smaller house, um, like I was beaten tired for days. And that was really weird. When I got home from work today, um, I took a nap. I didn't take a nap because I wanted to. I took a nap because I needed to. Mm. Brian. I know. Brian. Hey, you know what? Um, Speaking of getting tired and tracking yourself and your exertion and what's it like to be young and free and just unlimited in your reservoir of energy. McDonald's thought it would be a good idea, and it is a good idea on paper, to offer fitness trackers in their Happy Meals. Oh, I saw this. So fitness trackers, not for the adults, but fitness trackers for the the young 
uh, chickadees out there that would just run and run and run like we just talked about. And God knows what kind of steps they would get in during a day. And they, that tracker would probably just burst into flames on their wrists. <laughs> That's kind of what That happened. is kind of what happened, except instead of the tracker bursting into flames, it was the skin of the kids' wrists. Uh, apparently, uh, they're called Step It, or they were called Step It activity bands. They were offered um, as a very basic fitness tracker inside Happy Meals. I mean, basically just a pedometer, right? Yeah, that's all. Uh, and a very simple thing. If you look up the McDonald's Step It online, you'll just see... Um, and all your standard uh, colors, candy, like they look like Jolly Ranchers. They're just plastic. So, I mean, well, they're not silicone-based. I think they would be hypoallergenic if they were truly silicone-based. They've got something in them that makes uh, kids' skin break out, apparently. And uh, this came to McDonald's immediate attention uh, when they released this uh, around the beginning of the month, I think, uh, around the 1st of August or so. Anyway... So, uh, immediately about uh, 70 reports of skin ir irritation came into McDonald's. And uh, I'm sure they ran the stats and said, oh God, uh, these things are uh, poison on kids' skin. So, long story short, the Step It activity ban inside Happy Meals is no more. In fact, McDonald's has recalled some 29 million fitness trackers in the United States, and 3 million in Canada. I guess they didn't go over so well in Canada. But uh, over 30 million fitness trackers have been recalled, according to McDonald's themselves. And that makes this the largest recall ever. Brian, uh, care to guess what the second and third biggest recalls from McDonald's were? They were both um, within the last 15 years. Uh, I don't I, – I can't think off the top of my head. So I, they both are related to kids' meals, as you would probably I mean, they're, guess. <laughs> they're happy right? meals, yeah. So by the way, uh, over 30 million uh, fitness trackers being recalled. I can't imagine how many uh, Happy Meals they sell in a month. I, I, I was – I was thinking the same thing. I mean, that to me is an incomprehensible amount of those things. Yeah. But the fact that they produced them meant that they expected that they or did go through them. Yeah. So that's insane. I am in the wrong business. No kidding. Uh, anyway, so these numbers uh, pale in comparison to the Step It recall, but they are what they are, and they weren't good. So number two and number three, as far as biggest recalls in McDonald's history, uh, 2010 – McDonald's recalled a Shrek-themed drinking cup because it was exposed, or the paint that was used on the drinking cup, was exposed to uh, cadmium. Uh, approximately 7.5 million units of the cups were sold. So what would the effect of cadmium be? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, Is cadmium radioactive? I, well, I assume it, it has some kind of adverse effect. No, it's no, it's not radioactive. It's uh, it's only got an atomic number of forty-eight. Yeah, uh, uh, oh, really? That yeah. still sounds cool, though. That sounds awesome. Yeah. If I was a kid, I'd be like, "Hand me that cup." Maybe I'll turn into like uh, one of the uh, Fantastic Four if I just drink out of that enough. Anyway, the uh, the pain in the cup was exposed to cadmium, so they uh, they sold uh, seven point five million of the cups before they realized this, I guess, and so they ended up offering three dollars for every cup returned. 
Uh, and then the uh, the third biggest recall. That, that's like as much as a Happy Meal. <laughs> yeah, they should have just offered a free Happy Meal, really, honestly. Um, oh, by the way, um, we'll get to what McDonald's is offering in return for your step in, in a minute. But uh, they offered to pay you three bucks if you just brought the cup back. And then in 2015, geez, that was last year, uh, McDonald's released a Minions-themed toy. But they were uh, quickly recalled. Several million of those were recalled. After claims that the toy said uh, uh, WTF. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, parents. That, man, mm. that's that's stupid. It clearly didn't. Yes. But you know what? Uh, in the age of social media, whatever, man. Anyway, uh, so McDonald's is uh, putting out the, uh, the word, obviously, to return your step it. So what is the incentive uh, to return your step it as, I guess what uh, millions and millions of people have hopefully already done. You get a, uh, a choice of yogurt or apple slices, a free serving. And uh, you also get a free replacement toy, um, depending on what your, uh, your McDonald's is currently offering. So they'll, they'll toss you a Happy Meal toy, a current Happy Meal toy, and they give you a choice of yogurt or apple slices if you return your step it. I mean, as long as as long as your child isn't injured, I would say that a one for one swap with whatever the Happy Meal toy is more than fair. So if they're giving away like yogurt or apple slices, and those apple slices are good, uh, <laughs> uh, then I think that's more than fair. And uh, I mean, maybe I, some ointment, you know, <laughs> some uh, Neosporin or something. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'm just saying. Uh, I mean that. That's 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 crazy though that that it burnt. Why did it burn the kid's hand? Was it the battery or what was it? No, I, I yeah. mean I, I assume it was it was it was causing irritation. So I oh oh so oh the oh the band itself. Yeah. Okay. When I saw that story, out. yeah. When I saw the story, I, I thought that it meant that it was like literally burning them. So I mean that's what happened with uh, those two Fitbits that I had. The uh, first mm-hmm. two Fitbits that I had with the band. Uh, which the last one was the Charge HR, and I think the first might have been the Force, which I loved them. They were awesome, but I was allergic to the band. Um, the, the one that I'm wearing now, uh, the Fitbit, uh, I've had no problems with whatsoever, except for the fact that I'm kind of, I don't know, getting antsy for whatever my ne- next smartwatch is going to be. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I was helping a friend at work um, try to find one for her daughter. She said she bought her daughter a smartwatch, and her daughter thought it was crap, so she wanted an Apple Watch. And oh. I, I'm like, I'm like, what did you get her? Why, you know, why did she think it was crap? But she found like a, a, a smartwatch that was generic on Amazon for like thirty bucks. <laughs> like I can, I can see why her daughter thought it was crap. So I, I recommended the Pebble Time, ah, yes. uh, yeah, which is the one that Diecast and uh, Rob Springer from Radio Free Cybertron wear, and they both love it. And things like ninety bucks. Like I am seriously considering getting one, even though the new model is coming out like in three weeks. Uh, it's a nice smartwatch for ninety dollars, but it tracks steps and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've really gotten to the point where I, I I love the Fitbit because it has continuous heart rate. But the longer I have it, the less that I think that really matters. Mm, I hear you. So yeah. so if I get another smartwatch, of course I'll give it a review. But I may uh, here in a couple of weeks and in, in an upcoming show talk about uh, sort of like what I'm looking at and maybe give the pros and cons for each. And because um, I really am sort of getting antsy for another smartwatch. 
Last thing on this uh, step it, isn't it amazing that whatever they did, they didn't do enough to ensure that a, 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 effectively a watch that's going around, going around a child's wrist wasn't completely hypoallergenic. So I'm certain they have like MSDS sheets or something where they know, uh, you know, if something is hypoallergenic or if it's known to cause uh, irritation or anything like that. I mean, that that stuff has to be taken into consideration, right, when it's being produced. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I assume it was to some degree, but obviously something happened and they didn't do enough to, like, just guarantee, like, this cannot happen. I mean, I doubt that they test that stuff after it's made, but going in, they knowing what the materials are. I mean, I I mean, I expect there, there's like due diligence up front at the very least. Seems like either maybe some material might have been swapped out that they you know in the factory and they weren't made aware. Uh, it could be something maybe glue uh, was used that was you know unexpected, or it could just I don't know. It's it's weird. So really Brian, weird. I've got. Uh... I've got something on the uh, the brighter side of fast food. Ooh. Yes, Panda Express. Are you I familiar with Panda those. Express? Uh, well, I mean, every single one that I know of has closed down. But, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all my Asian friends call them uh, the McDonald's of Chinese food. Oh, absolutely. Not in a complimentary way, but... Of course. You know, for us... Uh, for us dim-witted Americans, it does the job. And for us dim-witted Americans, Panda Express has started to hype the chork. A new what utensil that? that is a combination of a fork and chopsticks. It's two chopsticks like... put together, right? So you're basically, you've got clamps, cheaters. And then on one end of them is basically a full-on uh, fork. It almost sounds like tongs, but like half a tong. Yeah, you could say that. Or it looks like um, if you took a a long fork, a fork that had an extended handle, and basically just split that handle down the middle and put a little space between the, between the two handles... Uh, that's kind of what you've got. You've got the chork. It's, uh, it's a fork on one end and cheating chopsticks on the other end. It's the chork. So that makes me, that's weird. That makes me think of a spork. And like the first time I ever remember seeing a spork was at KFC. So I just, just a thought, I just thought that KFC actually invented the, the spork, but apparently the patent for that thing goes back to 1874. Oh, Really? That's crazy. I mean, it can't be like, I mean, combining a fork and a spoon, uh, I mean, I, I can see where that was an old idea, right? I mean, I mean, that's kind of a, uh, an intuitive hybrid of those two utensils. I can see where somebody came up with that a while ago. Yeah. I, I've been meaning to ask, uh, how, how's the exercise going? Are you still uh, keeping up uh, with the CrossFit? Yeah, I'm keeping up with the CrossFit. I am slowing down. I'm considering taking... Um, a sabbatical from it only through the winter just because things have gotten a little bit uh, crazy at work. But uh, to, I guess, compensate or a different kind of fitness, I'm still putting in the time, I would say. I am still uh, using Pokemon Go as, a, as an excuse to run a lot, a lot, way more than I um, have prior to Pokemon Go. So uh, one thing I will say that, uh, um, that, that I wish... My CrossFit 
place had was night classes. They don't have, they don't have uh, class times, uh, workout times past seven o'clock, which I feel. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I feel like if if they had an eight o'clock class, heck, even a nine o'clock class, some nights if I was feeling uh, perky, I would uh, I would definitely go to those classes, and I would also probably not be considering uh, taking some time off of it uh, because. Timing's a really uh, a big issue with it, and after going strong for about a year of mostly 5 a.m. classes, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I kind of need a break for my own um, my own mental health and quality of sleep just a little bit. But like I said, I, I mean, at least I am definitely putting in the uh, the miles running around the. Uh, the neighborhood, my part of town with Pokemon Go as the motivator. And I, um, I think being able to work out after 7.30, after 8 o'clock, which I can because I just need my running shoes to do that kind of mm-hmm. thing, that really kind of highlights the need I feel for late night workout options, which you get plenty in the city. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure, I'm, I'm certain in Dallas actual Dallas proper uh, in the city. There are plenty of gyms and uh, CrossFit uh, organizations, clubs that have workout times probably at all kinds of hours. Uh, oh, sure. You know, 24 hours almost. And I know for sure in uh, in cities like New York, probably every basically every hour of the day is some kind of like specialized niche uh, workout um, club that you can go to and you can work out whenever. So, I mean, that kind of stuff is still, has still not creeped into suburbia, uh, quite like I, like I think it should, uh, suburbia still kind of runs on a nine to five basis. And a lot of things just kind of like stop being offered after eight or nine o'clock, which is kind of a bummer. So, so that's where I'm at. I, I've definitely moved over from, um, for now, from my usual kind of uh, consistent CrossFit and Olympic lifting, definitely to a lot of cardio, which is fine. But it, like I said, it is a shame. I wish I had more time options to play around with because I, I would, I would probably be still stuck in my, uh, in the routine that I've had for the last year or so. But uh, it is what it is. At least, at least I'm picking up the slack with something else. Yeah, I I haven't been great about going to the gym, but I have been keeping to uh, eating less and. You know, walking more. I'm, I'm hitting more. You know, of my step goals each day. So, uh, I'm still down weight wise, and I'm still working in that direction. So, you know, there at least that. But uh, hopefully, uh, things will slow down so that I can make it to the gym a little more regularly. Uh, actually, it's it's getting darker earlier as we uh, head. You know, out of summer toward fall and winter. Um, I'm probably going to be more <laughs> likely to go to the gym because. Uh, you know, when I get home from work, I like doing things outside. I like mowing and I have projects to do, which, you know, that's exercise too. So I'm not, you know, uh, discounting that, but, um, it doesn't feel like exercise. It doesn't, you know, I, I like going to the gym. I like, I like lifting weights. I like using, uh, like resistance equipment and things like that. So, um, I'll probably start supplementing some of the yard work with exercise, uh, probably, more regularly starting in September and my gym is uh, actually I think they're closing tomorrow for about a week uh, while they go through some renovation so Planet Fitness here yeah oh no so 
Yeah, well, you know, uh, it'll actually when they open back up, it'll be they'll have like nearly twice as much space and have twice as much equipment. So that's pretty cool. Wouldn't their mentality be like half the equipment and the treadmills like turn to uh, 50% speed? Isn't that their idea of an upgrade? Isn't it shattered glass, a uh, gold gym? <laughs> Uh, when actually no planet fitness, what I really like about it, it's a very chill, relaxed atmosphere. Like, you know, where, you know, they have, you know, the food and everything and they talk about that. I've never seen it. I've never actually, I've never actually come across anybody like eating any of the pizza or whatever. I mean, they really just try to create like a, a relaxed environment and, you know, I, I, I've been really impressed by it. Yeah, I know. I give you a hard time. Wait a minute. I forgot. Do they have pizza there? Yeah, it's like once a month. Oh, uh, my God. Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll have like boxes of pizza. It, it, like somebody's eating it because, I mean, <laughs> I mean, but I've never actually, whenever, whenever I've been there, nobody was, t- you know, taking anything from it. And I doubt anybody's going there to gorge on pizza. That <laughs> would be kind of crazy. And even if they did, having it one day a month, I mean, what's that going to do? I It'll throw you, you off. So, can you but, eat but it? Not much. Can you eat it in the workout area? Oh gosh, probably not. Okay. But I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't see why not. I mean, you have to clean off your equipment uh, once you use it, and that's the thing that really ticks me off. I really hate people who don't clean their equipment at the gym. Pisses me off so like like nothing else. Uh huh. Is somebody going getting sweaty uh, all over equipment, then just walking up and going away? I. I have some come so close to actually just walking up to somebody and just telling them to clean their damn equipment. I, uh, I, I'm not, I do clean. I have my little towel. I, I definitely towel off my, uh, my machines and stuff, but, uh, I'm not, I'm not quite that bothered. I'm not quite at the level you're at, but I am, I am at that level. If you are visibly sweating, not everybody is exerting probably as they should, uh, in, in their, uh, in their workout, so they look clean as a whistle, just kind of walking around, which is fine. If they look like that, I I don't really, frankly, notice them in any way. But if you're if you're visibly like sweating and, and doing a quality workout, please have a towel for God's sakes. Yeah, I just don't want I just don't want to be like up in somebody's filth. It's like when somebody goes to the bathroom. Uh, doesn't wash their hands and then go, you know, Ugh. goes to the door. I hate that. Like, like I, I, I've started just using a towel or uh, whatever to open the door. Uh, at a store that I go to, <laughs> uh, one thing I really I like they the actually bathroom. no, <laughs> but in the bathroom at a store that I shop at, what I really like is they actually have uh, a door handle that's on the floor, so you can open the door with your foot. Oh, genius! Yeah, I know it's great. Uh, uh, remind me, Brian, is Krispy Kreme a North Carolina company? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure so is. I'm just going to say this, uh, the Australian arm of Krispy Kreme is out of their minds. Uh, oh, no. or what happened? they're brilliant and I just cannot uh, get on their level. So Krispy Kreme Australia has started to serve officially licensed Reese's peanut butter donuts. They are a Krispy Kreme donut uh, covered in chocolate and topped with little uh, Reese's uh, peanut butter bits and filled uh, with Reese's peanut butter sauce. Which I, that sounds disgusting. I don't know why. I don't know why that's not just peanut butter. But anyway, uh, peanut butter sauce. They're peanut butter donuts, and yes, they do sound. Uh, 
disgusting. Hey, there's also a um, a Reese's peanut butter milkshake that uh, that they are offering apparently at Krispy Krispy Kreme Australia. So the uh, if you're in Australia from now until October third, uh, stop by a Krispy Kreme and pick up a uh, a Reese's peanut butter donut. Uh, and apparently, and apparently, like one of the fittest countries on earth, they have the audacity to do this. I mean, you know, I mean, they can indulge once in a while, but it does sound disgusting. Uh, well, there you go. Krispy Kreme is at it again. We had just talked about Krispy Kreme the, uh, an episode or two ago doing the uh, Cheerwine soda. I think it was this time. It was Cheerwine doing a soda flavored like Krispy Kreme donuts. Oh, God. I, 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 uh, I thought I you saw that. Yet. Didn't you? You saw it. I did. I haven't tried it yet. Yet. I, oh, no. I, I, what, I'm what not going saying? to. I'm not going to. Oh, you're not? No. Seriously? No, I, I, have standard, I have standards. Okay. All right. All right. You, have, you respect your body on some level, right? By the way, quick hit. Uh, don't, don't say I didn't warn you, and I'm just going to say this. Apparently, there's a viral video going out around the Internet. It's viral, so you may have already seen it. And I won't say any more after this, but apparently there's a viral video on the Internet of a man uh, making love to a McChicken sandwich. That's it. God. Next topic, Brian. <laughs> Next topic. Hey, how is uh, how is Kim doing, and how are you and her on your quest for the most fibrous food? Uh, you know, we, we, we've actually fallen off that uh, horse. We haven't really? been trying, we haven't been trying to hit up the fiber much lately. Uh, I don't know. I, I, we haven't been going like a lot of the fiber fibery stuff we would get like at Whole Foods or we might go and get um fiber bars or something like that. <laughs> um like at any, any developments shop. on the on the bar uh uh landscape? Have you have you stumbled on any protein bars or have you fallen fallen off that wagon too? I've fallen off that wagon. I, I can't. I mean, we moved to a town that has a vitamin shop, and that was our oh. primary place that we would go to for supplements and uh, protein bars. Sorry, GNC, but I mean, vitamin shop was where we uh, primarily shopped. And since we've been here, we haven't gone. Like when it comes to protein bars, I found myself recently not because they they are better for me, but mm-hmm. I, I just like them better. Uh, a lot of like the. Um, like paleo protein bars, which are actually is more like uh, it's like a beef stick or just like meat, <laughs> like a vacuum sealed meat. Um, usually those things are it, it's not quite jerky, but not also, you know, of course, not just a piece of meat. It's it's been uh, it's full of salt and everything for, uh, you know, preservation. But um mm-hmm. Yeah, I, nothing, nothing like it, the fiber space. We, we've been pretty bad about that. Well, I mean, I hope I hope you're not paying the price for it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, now that you mention it, I, I hadn't really thought about it, but we probably should, you know, get back oh, on dear. that. And, yeah, <laughs> we learned something, kids, today. Hey, last random tidbit. Uh, if anybody missed it, I'm sure you guys saw it out there in uh, in TV land. The KFC Extra Crispy Sunscreen that smells like fried chicken? No. Yes, SPF 30. Now, as an aside, as an aside before we get into this, I'm going to be honest with you guys. If I haven't mentioned this before, and you, Brian, as a Mexican, as a Hispanic man with uh, a, little, uh, a little color in my skin, 
little pep in my step. I had no idea until I was basically in college really what the heck sunscreen was all about. Now, I got, I got exposed to it a little bit here and there in high school, especially when I played sports. But it was really just a thing that, I'm going to be real, it's just a kind of a thing that, uh, that uh, more fair-skinned <clears throat> kids. White, white people. White people dabbled in. Uh, it was foreign substance to me until I was uh, of a certain age. But uh, I'm familiar with it now as a thing. And apparently, KFC Extra Crispy Sunscreen uh, it should be on your beach day packing list this year. Like I said, it's SPF 30. Uh, you can find it on their site they, uh, on the KFC site. They debuted it on Twitter this month. Um, supplies, they say, have run out, but uh, we can only hope that uh, due to obvious high demand on the internet, that uh, extra, extra crispy sunscreen will be back in stock and available for everyone's purchase, uh, hopefully at a store near you. Brian, have you ever thought about smelling like fried chicken as a positive? No, I mean I, I've smelled like fried chicken before, but never positive. Spe- <laughs> okay. Speaking of, did you see? Did, did, that, that's crazy. But did you ever? Did you see the other KFC story this week? No, tell me. The other KFC story this week is the secret herbs and spices. The recipe leaked. Oh, what? Yes, like so at a at a uh, KFC uh, museum, probably in Kentucky. Uh, so somebody found the recipe written like in like a family uh, scrapbook. Like I think it was like on the back of a picture. And um, apparently it's missing everything but the MSG. And once you add the MSG to the recipe, it's um, it tastes exactly like the KFC uh, recipe. Um, KFC, uh, Yum Incorporated, is is denying that that's the actual uh, secret recipe. But people who are making it saying it sure tastes like it. Wow. So it's uh it's out. You can just Google it. Yeah, after like a hundred years or however long Man. it's been. Interesting. Fascinating. Well, you know what? I mean uh I guess you can view it as open source now. Maybe 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 the people, maybe the masses will make some kind of uh, flavorful breakthrough now that we have the code. I don't think it's that big of a deal because I can make a hamburger, but if I'm lazy, I go to McDonald's. Fair enough. Uh, uh, so uh, if I want KFC chicken, I'll probably still go to KFC, but that rarely ever happens. I don't mind KFC when I have it. I mean, either. I just it's just not something that I'm really, you know, itching for. No, I mean, I probably eat, uh, through my first uh, 36 years of life or so, I, I probably have eaten KFC on average in the last 10 years, maybe once, once a year, if that. Uh, I don't. I probably don't have it that often, but as a child, it was a big part of uh, my childhood. Uh, and it's, actually, the KFC uh, that was our primary KFC, it was it was back then they served everything. So my parents would go and get like chicken livers and fish. Awesome. I love yeah, it. I would not eat I would not eat that crap. I mean I would eat fish, but not chicken livers. Uh but no, I mean like the KFC, uh the the biscuits and uh like drumsticks, that was a big part of my childhood. Yeah, you know, I uh I will probably need to walk back my average because you're right. I, I'd probably go there. I've in the last ten years I've probably been there 
maybe like five times. Anyway, probably had five meals. Anyway, that a random thought. Wouldn't it be really interesting to see, especially with um, with KFC and, and chicken places? For some reason, I think this would probably be very pronounced with chicken places. Seeing what percent of their business is supported by like the super fan, like the the hardcore eater that goes to KFC like multiple times a month, like how high a percent that is to their overall business versus everybody else who goes a handful of times over like decades. And that, yeah, uh, I mean, you know, working in retail, of course, that's something that, you know, we aim for is uh, having, you know, people who are dedicated to your brand. Uh, I don't really know of that many. I personally don't know of that many people that are like super dedicated to KFC. Now, Bojangles, which again is another North Carolina company, it's a regional chain. Uh, I do know plenty of people that are passionate about that. And uh, Popeyes, I, I know there are a lot of people that are passionate about Popeyes. I'm not a big Popeyes fan myself. I do loves me some Bojangles, <laughs> and I, I will freely admit that. But um, yeah, it, it would be interesting, and I, I'm certain that you know KFC, you know, has the numbers. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, that would be really interesting. I, I just I don't see a lot of brand loyalty to KFC, especially oh. considering that they've sort of been trying to redefine themselves over the last ten years. And I mean, there's probably a reason for that. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, yeah, because they were uh, they were such a big player back in the day with the bucket and uh, uh, well. I was going to say the giant rotating bucket in front of the uh, restaurants. Oh, yeah. It was everywhere. And then they kind of, uh, I don't know, lost their way. But uh, they, I've, I've read articles where they've said specifically that ad campaign with the different kernels has helped. Certainly at least brought it back hasn't, into the conversation. Hasn't worked for me. Hasn't worked for me either. But um, I think anything's probably better than the anonymity they had for – Years and years and years and years and years. Yeah, uh, I didn't even and 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 they were a punchline. If anything, when they switched their name to KFC uh, away from officially Kentucky Fried Chicken, that was like a punchline for a couple of years. Them basically denying their friedness, and then they went back to it. They basically went back to the story of trying to embrace. Yeah, it's flavorful and not great for you, but did we mention it's flavorful? Uh, after they dropped the uh, the fried from their name, anyway, they kind of a little bit of flip flopping there in the last 20 years, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I would not want to see KFC go away. That's one thing that definitely makes me sad, whether it be uh, food brands, fitness brands, whatever. I hate to see like pieces of American history uh, go by the wayside. So I, I don't know. I hope they're around for a while. Yes, I mean, at least until the point that I die, then I don't care. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, Brian, on that somber note, <laughs> uh, anything else this week on Get the Skinny? No, I'm just trying to keep that, uh, you know, date, just trying to keep pushing it farther and farther back, which is one of the reasons that we do this show. Uh, hopefully by next week uh, I can give a report on our brand new uh, upgraded Planet Fitness and uh, maybe share a few more thoughts about some fitness trackers that I'm going to be looking at. Yes, uh, please do. And uh, also uh, next episode, let's plan for this. I'm going to tease everybody since I'm still playing Pokemon Go and I will uh, – assume that I will still be playing it a week or two from now uh, in time for the next recording. I will scrounge up some reasons to keep playing Pokemon Go and keep jogging and running and using it as a motivator for fitness. Um, if you've been waning off of, uh, if you've been fading when it comes to Pokemon Go, and I know about a third of their user base has stopped playing. 
I'm certain. Um, if you need a reason, like frankly I do, because it's a good excuse to go run, uh, I will come up with some some reasons, some game specific game reasons at this point in the life of the game to keep on walking and keep on running. should be fun. I'm going to have to do my homework and convince you guys to keep playing Pokemon Go and keep moving. Sounds good. Yeah. That's awesome. I think so. I hope so. I hope I have reasons. I hope I can find some reasons. I hope uh, I hope Niantic uh, comes out with some reasons that I don't have to like go search and search around IGN. Please don't make me search IGN, guys. Don't make me go oh, there. I forgot IGN was a thing. Oh, that's sad. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a fan of their podcasts, but I can't tell you the last time I was at their site. Anyway, I I like their old podcast, you know, like after they bought one up, but they closed it. So, <laughs> yeah, you want to you want uh, to put a bookend on this and talk about how Brian and I are old. We are nostalgic for like G4 and the original crop of gaming celebrities on television. Get this. There was a time when you would watch television to get gaming content, not Twitch or the internet. You would have to watch good old television. Do you remember those times, Brian? Oh, yeah. going. I, I remember going back all the way to GamePro TV. Oh, man. With J.D. Roth. I remember reading magazines about video games. I Yeah, me too. I remember reading books like How to Win at Nintendo Games. Yes. Awesome. Uh, okay, guys. Well, on that note, uh, uh, pray for Brian and I. Think good thoughts. Uh, we will effort to make it to the next episode of get the skinny before we go i almost forgot guys i almost signed off before saying go to tfradio.net slash amazon do your amazon shopping or go to tfradio.net and just click the amazon link if you do your shopping with those links some nickels and dimes go into brian kilby's pocket he keeps the lights on and you are guaranteed to get another get the skinny so as i was saying for this week's get the skinny for brian this is john uh, we'll see you next time this has been Get the Skinny. 